Hey everyone, and welcome to season two of Death in Cambodia, Life in America, a podcast where I sit down with my father, Robert Chow, a survivor of one of the biggest genocides in modern history, the Khmer Rouge. He escaped to America with 10 bucks in his pocket and built a distributing company, one of the largest donut distributors in the U.S. How exactly did a poor, starving boy from Cambodia build an empire and achieve his American dream? I'm Dorothy, his daughter, and your host for today's episode. Let's dive in. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Death in Cambodia, Life in America. Today, we have Robert. Ba, welcome back. Hey, good morning, everyone. We are going to continue on our story and where we left off. And at this point, Robert has officially mentally made it up in his mind that he is going to expand B&H to as far as possible. And his goal is honestly to conquer all of California. He wants to expand this and grow this to the best of his ability. So last episode two, we kind of left off with him expanding to a new building. He has decided that um, at this point, by what, what were your next steps now? Your goal was to conquer all of California. What, how did you do that? How did you take the steps to do that? Well, you know, after a while and then you see most of the uh, donut shop in California, I mean, the uh, owned by Cambodian, I believe it probably, oh, 90% owned by Cambodian uh, people. So the advantage, the what I see for the future for B and H, so we can we can help the donut shop owner uh, improve the profit, mm-hmm. improve the quality of the donut, and uh, because we speak the language right. and we know the culture. So you you have B and H now, and yes, I know we kind of touched upon that previously. How how long did it take for you to think about? what the next step is to conquer California? Because now you only have Northern California at this point. Yeah, we, well, it's, uh, it's a while because I think, you know, when you start from the bottom, you, you deliver yourself, you drive the truck and interact with the donut shop owner. So uh, it, I make up my mind. I said, "Well, I think this. I can. I can. I can prove to the Cambodian community, the donut shop owner, that we can sell better, and then you know, uh, uh, then uh, a big company, a uh, general public company." So I decide to. It took. It took about a, a few years. A few years. Yes. A few years before you were like, "I'm. I think I can open up I a southern." California yeah. location. Yeah. 
Was uh, it always your goal to go to Southern California? It was, right? And you, you, you had that in your mind. Well, yes, uh, because I think you know the partner. Uh, when we when I took over Northern California, we did sign the uh, uh, non-compete clause that you know Southern California, starting from south of Bakersfield. So I'm not I'm cannot go down there, and mm-hmm. then he cannot come up to Northern California. We did sign that clause, right? So, but I. Always want to join venture with them so we can take over the whole state of California and be able to produce our own mix, mm-hmm. make our own mix, make our own boxes, and all of that mm-hmm. to get a better serve to uh, Cambodian donut shop. Right. So after I moved to a bigger warehouse. In Northern California, approach, you know, to try to work together with the Southern California B and H, but it didn't work out. Work out mm-hmm. because he, my partner, the B and H down south, saw that I growing so fast in Northern California, so he wanted to uh, get some share. On the marketplace, so he sent a salesperson up north to sell the uh, product, which is against the against non-compete. the non-compete. Right. So he did it about maybe nine year, eight to nine year. Oh wow! Uh, it was a while. So because I don't believe that we cannot solve the problem if we're willing to sit down and talk and work together and work together because you can join together and both have southern and northern and then both profit. benefit profit you know right. and then we still be you know helping each other and not just uh, for bnh it's it's helping to the uh, Cambodian community, uh, you know, I mean, donut shop community. Okay, so if you guys are not quite following along, basically what happened once my father started getting really successful with B&H in Northern California, um, the guy in Southern California, the original guy started yelling jealous and was like, you know what? I'm just going to dabble and cross the line a little bit and try to get some of your customers as well. Obviously, this was highly illegal because they had signed a non-compete together. My father, who kind of let it drag on for like nine years, I did not know that prior, but nine years, um, he allowed that to happen because he thought that there was a solution, that there could have been some negotiation that would have joined both Northern and Southern. but. I guess that didn't happen. Didn't work out because he thought he had more money, he had power, and everybody know him. So he didn't really want to solve the problem. He didn't really want to to stop. He never agreed to meet with you at all? No, never. All the times that you've tried to meet with him? No. He just continued to send a salesperson to try to get some of the Northern California. Oh, yeah. So yeah. To, uh, I mean, so we, uh, we collect a lot of information from 
the customer. Right. Because that's customer just give you the invoice, the, all of that. Right. So uh, the contract non-compete is only 10 years. Mm. So uh, when it getting close to, I believe, probably one year left, and then I warning him really strong through friend. So he said, well, hey, do whatever you want. That mm. means he's not going to stop. Mm. So that's why it ended up with lawsuit. So I hired the attorney because uh, to suing B&H down south. Mm -hmm. So that's what uh, I hired David Edsel to be my uh, lawyer. Mm -hmm. So it, it was sad. Uh, uh, I, I don't want to involve it, sue somebody in the lawsuit at all. Right. No, that's not what my goal is. No, no, intention. no. Just try to work together. Especially if it's like your own community. Exactly. You know? it, it doesn't feel good to want to do that. No, you yeah. don't want to show to other, you know, uh, uh, community that you know look at the Cambodian community it's just suing each other is not trying to helping each other mm -hmm. so now it was really sad and that I had to to do it to protect the business you have up here of course otherwise he can uh, crash me al alive right yeah so how long was that was that lawsuit process? The lawsuit was long. I mean, it took about three years mm -hmm. to... And what was the outcome? The outcome was uh, he fired a lot of attorneys, tried to protect because we got proof. We got everything mm -hmm. uh, to prove it to the judge. Right. And then I think, you know, uh, David probably can give you... Uh, Good, more detail. More detail because he handled all this uh, lawsuit case. But uh, at the end, I think, you know, uh, we can push him to the wall and he had to file bankruptcy. Mm. That's what I don't want to see because I think at that time he still have children, his wife, his family to feed. And that's not my intentions to 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 crash him to the ground right so we did prepare a f uh david said well we can hold all his property and all of these things here and we got at least six seven million dollars or up to ten million dollars uh, that's a lot of money so uh and uh, i said no that that's not what i want I just want to teach him a lesson. I don't want to make money with this lawsuit, I told David. And David even said, well, why do you want to sue him then? I said, well, we have to stop, you know, and then, but uh, my intention is not just like, you know, knock him down and he lost everything because he held. He know. couldn't have believed that, that he would have won though. I mean, non-compete is a contract it's 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 something that very easily can be proven that you are breaking the contract that's right no i mean it's clear and then he hired 
he fired uh, two attorney, and then that attorney probably just said, "Hey, I can't help I can you. do it. We can win it. You know, we can drag on. So I, you know, they can make money as long as the lawsuit continue on. The attorney, you know, get paid." Uh, so but then the new attorney that he hired, the new attorney said, "You better just go ahead and settle it. Otherwise, you're gonna lose big time. You're gonna lose all everything yes. because they have all the proof." Yeah, we got all the proof. We got all the proof. So once you had put out the settlement and he agreed, of course he's happy. I mean, he agreed, and then uh, uh, what did that mean for for you and for B and H? Because at that point, then the non compete is over, basically. It's non compete is over, and then you know, and then I was happy. I mean, you know, I didn't make money, but I just enough for to cover the attorney fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think he probably didn't realize that I, you know, not too crazy to to the ground. It doesn't matter, but I feel better because you know now at least he stopped, come up. And then now I'm able to go down south because reason why, because I want to, to really teach him a big lesson. Hey, don't do something that's not uh, try to hurt people because I think uh, the lawsuit at that time, uh, in the middle of the lawsuit, I already decide to go down south. It's in the middle of the lawsuit because... The clause only say, uh, I mean, uh, that's already after 10 years already. The contract mm-hmm. is already, already done. It's already up, yeah. So, and then I went down south, a joint venture with the uh, uh, called Star Distributor, mm. which is one of my relatives. Mm. And you started small then. So after that, you when you joint ventured with Star Distributor, they came with a warehouse and a little bit of inventory as well. Yeah, I yeah. think, you know, start distributor losing money every month because they cannot buy direct from a lot of manufacturers. They won't sell it to them because they committed to B&A down south. Because mm-hmm. B&A down south, uh, it been, it been around for a long, long time. And then, you know, uh, they don't want to open another distributor. That's why star distributor couldn't 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 quite make quite it make it in so, this industry so this yeah. is the best time so i joined venture with them they already got the truck they already got the uh, employee of mm-hmm. course it's only one or two truck at yeah. that time yeah so and then i'll yeah i uh, went down south and started and and i built the uh, the uh, a box manufacturer um myself I, because and then uh and then we compete with the with the BNH down south. Mm. How how was that fight between B and H down south and you when you were down there? Oh, it was. Uh, I I would feel pretty pretty terrible. I think you know it end up with this way. Yeah. But I have to. It was start with the two truck, and then we build it up because people know me people you know because i i don't need a contract you know because this is how i learned from my dad my dad uh, uh do business in cambodia and never have a contract never this mm. is what you're talking about what 60 years ago 70 right. years ago right and i only saw him shake hand that's it mm-hmm. it's done and then 
is the person that follow through with his word. With yeah. his word. So that's how I learn. That's how I uh, do. So so I I I start with uh, two truck with with two truck with mm-hmm. you know uh, start distributor, but we change it uh, when we. Joint venture, we change it to Golden Bake. I mean, Golden Bake, yes. Golden Bake. Go- Golden Bake, yeah. If you are part of the donut industry or have parents who are in the donut industry or have friends who are in the donut industry, go ahead and ask them. If they are in Southern California, they will remember a distributor called Golden Bake about 10, maybe 15 years ago. So eventually, uh, I'm assuming then you kind of beat out the competition, the Southern California B&H, in about about two years. It took two years. Wow. Because I have box plan. We sell sell a lot of boxes to the, uh, and then we, I think you you were there too. I think when we moved to a bucket warehouse, and then the, the grand opening, the grand opening for the golden bake, for yeah. the golden bake. Yeah, it's a huge warehouse. Yes, it's a very, very huge warehouse. Yeah. So at that time, we oh my god, we grow it in five years. We grow it so fast because I think you know people really believe in us, trusting us, and we got a better service. And then we up to let's say fifteen truck. Wow, fifteen truck. Yeah, we yeah we send our fifteen truck. Uh, a day. Wow. Yeah, it was it was it was it was so so uh great, I think, you know. So uh yeah, and then you know, because all the uh, com- com- Cambodian community it's supporting supporting us. Uh quite not a hundred percent, but at least fifty percent really, you know, uh Supporting us. That must have made you feel so proud. Yeah, this is what I want. I mean, you know, so we have each other. At least uh, uh, another company that, uh, you know, giant big company cannot just grade up their price, you know, what right. they want because, you know, they have a competition. They have go- go- Golden Bake. So uh, at least to... Uh, uh, let them think twice before they, they increase the price. From the moment that you decided you were going to expand to Southern California and take over all of California to the time you actually did it, that was probably a span of what, maybe 10 years? Eight to 10 years? Yes. Yeah? Yeah? Yes. And it must have been just been so, it must have been so surreal to like think of something and then actually watch it happen, and not only that, but see it be so successful. Well, I mean, it's not easy road. It's a rough, rough road. I book hours take it. I work at the Northern California Monday through Wednesday. Wednesday afternoon, jump on the plane from Oakland to Orange County, you know, and then work over there uh, until. Sunday morning, jump on the plane from from Orange County bags to uh, to the Bay Areas, and then the next morning, Monday, and then work for almost two years. So let me clarify this again for everybody: you have seven days in a week, right, including the weekends, Robert. 
was in Northern California from Monday through Wednesday and then Thursday through Sunday in Southern California. Twice a week, he would be flying back and forth from Northern and Southern. He would book his Southwest flights one year in advance, twice a week, for two whole years. And if you're wondering, no, I didn't see him. (laughs) I don't remember seeing him during that time. Just like that, back and forth, back and forth, because uh, otherwise it's... It's it's hard. This it, it was it was it was no life actually for that two two to three year. Yeah, from the day that we opened. Uh, one two year. to three years. I thought it was like eight years. Well, I think started from you know planning, move down south, and all of that. No, it's two to three year, two to three year that you really have to work hard. I mean, fly back and forth, and mm-hmm. then after then you hire people you. Uh, you know, train people, and right. then you know, uh, uh, then you can relax a, a little, little bit. bit. Yes. How did this all affect your health? It's bad. It was bad. It was terrible. Uh, I had two stroke. Uh, it was. It's happened at, 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 in uh, in Northern California's office. So one morning, it just like sit in the office. And then around you know eight o'clock, it just half of my body it just not moving. It just completely not moving. So at what point was this? Did you open Southern California oh, yeah. already? Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes, yeah. So it's when yeah you you ask me so how it affects my health. It's it's pretty bad. It was really really terrible. You had two strokes. Yes. The first one in Northern California, and you lost feeling in half of your body. What about the second one? The second one, it's the same thing. It's not in California too, but I think you know, uh, uh, Leroy. He already passed away. He's uh, was working for us. Uh, he's a salesperson, and then he walked in into my office, and then he talked to me. He said, "I'm just like." Not respond and all of that. So he, the one I remember, he just grabbed me, threw in his car, and then just drove it to the emergency room. Did you know that you were having a stroke while it was know. happening? No, no. I thought it's something is not right, you know. But you didn't know what it was. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, went to emergency room and they did check my heart and all of that. So uh, they let me relax. They sh- gave me some kind of uh, medication and all that. They relaxed. Stay about four hours, four or five hours. They released me. They said, you're okay. You're fine. You just stress out. How did the, how did the first one, the first stroke, make you feel? Because you, you would think usually when people have a stroke... <laughs> It's it changes their life a little bit because uh, it because it shakes them up. I don't know. I was now when you ask me when I'm 64 years old today, and then when I'm thinking back, and I was I'm a very crazy guy. I should I didn't really think about my health that much. I just want to keep going to get to reach my goal. You didn't think about anything else, really. No, no. Everything was put. Work was put before everything else. Right. It was crazy. Even your own health. Oh, yes. It was crazy. Very crazy. Yeah. 
Now I realize, and when I look it back, I say, "Oh my God, I could die. Never, yeah. never reach, never got anything. Never reach anything. If you're not living, you're not going to get anything. No, no, I didn't really quite crazy. Yeah. So second time has happened again after three, four months. Well, the it, same year. Then it same thing where I went to emergency, and then the doctor. Now the doctor said, "This is the second time." You better to think twice now. We cannot do anything much at all because this is how it relate to your stress, your work. And then now, either the doctor told me, "Say either I give you a medication that just like all crazy medication. This is the use on the people that really crazy have like, like a maybe like mental mental issues. issue that they calm down the brain." That, uh, because you cannot you don't know how to calm yourself down right or you cannot have to cut down your who, whatever you're doing every day daily that just otherwise if it happened again I might you, you we might not save you so that that wake me wake me up a little bit so I, I think it I said oh, a, a little bit a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> then uh, uh just a little then i cut down to uh on the weekend off saturday and sunday you gave fly. yourself the weekends off yeah not off but i don't have to fly back and back to back so i fly back i only work only two days over there and fly back on friday night so i have saturday i still go to uh to the office but not like Push yourself working. Push, yeah, just relax a little bit. Did did that help? Well, yeah, it, a little it, bit. It helped. I mean, you know, because it's just, I never have a third, a third stroke. stroke. <laughs>